Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Oh boy, I am fired up, and I love having a very expensive and talented graphics team for this type of occasion. This is something I've been waiting for for months and months and months. I've been in training. I have a gym in my garage. I've been doing sit-ups, pull-ups. I've been listening to Colin Coward make opening arguments on a show from 10 years ago. Sharpening the tongue, sharpening the wit, sharpening the blade. For this night, I'm very excited. It's a guy that I've been following for about six months now. have a lot of respect for him. I don't come into uh, this studio to just knock people around. I want someone, if we're setting up a confrontational show, which I think this might be, we'll see. I don't know. It, it should get interesting. I don't want a punchy bag. I want someone that I feel can knock me out if I you know, swing on him in the wrong way. And that's the guy I brought in tonight. We've had a couple of his colleagues in here, Sam Stick Day and my dear friend Adam Badoon. He is the third member of the Woodward Sports Network to join us in studio and the first one to join us under the pretense of a fight. So this is <laughs> of any, of any ilk. It's Corey Woods. Welcome to the studio, man. What's going on? So going I, on? I right off the top, I got to tell you, this is a road game for you, which is, oh yeah, you know, it's gutsy. Like if you said, Hey, come to the Woodward sports network and we're going to have this showdown and I don't know where the bathroom is or anything, even the subtle stuff, you know, it takes some balls. There's people like even on, I won't name names, but even at your network that like would never come in here in a million years. They don't like me because I'm combative or talkative, big mouth, whatever it may be. They all have different reasons, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, just right off the top, I'll say good on you for coming. You know, I, I'm going to chop at you for some things. Give it back. That's fine. We could not disagree more on what I would say is the biggest topic of the day in Detroit sports right now, the Detroit Lions just generally. So obviously, I don't not everyone watches this live, but we're a week away from the draft. Lions are on everyone's mind. New coach, new GM, whole new regime. They blew everybody out. It's considered the first real step of the Shield Fort Hamp era. And everyone sort of has their own take on it. I have a very strong take one way. And I think you seem to be the complete opposite. So we're going to go through that. You wrote an article. I mean, gosh, it's, it was back in February now. So now we're a couple months back. It took a while to get you in. This yeah. is why I wanted you in actually two months ago. But everything is still as if you wrote it today. I yeah. mean, nothing has changed fundamentally. They still hired Dan Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> they still have Brad Holmes. So I no gotcha here. I mean, right, I told you this is what we're talking yep, about. Yep. I'm not I'm not ambushing. No, you no, with no, this. it was no setup. It was no no leading me astray. So right. We know. Because people people already don't like me, Corey. So <laughs> I mean like you know, tell Sam that you, I, I'm not so bad. Tell tell Sam I'm not such a bad well, guy. Little little news flash. Um people don't like me as well, contrary to popular belief. See, I like you even though I strongly disagree with you on stuff. But. Well, you know what? That's that's rare. I mean, that's <laughs> rare in today's world. People, if you they if they can if they disagree with you, they like, all right, I don't like you as a person. So Well, you know. I think you have been a, a great addition over there. Uh I just I think you're interesting, even when I disagree. I mean nothing worse than being boring. So the fact that I was so fired up and spent hours and hours and hours prepping for this, like literally <laughs> just based on one article, I don't get that reaction from someone that's just like a dummy or, you know, yeah. it's like we disagree. I think you totally missed the mark on, on in this article and your entire take. Look, like 
you're a nice guy. This might not be a nice hour for you, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, okay. You, you may you may have some things for me. So let's let's just start. But I wanted to say off the top, gutsy of you to be here. Not everyone would do it. I props to you, okay? Because you're in a small basket of people that would actually do that under this pretense. But I'm happy you're here, and you know I respect you and yeah. and the work you're doing. And God knows I watch your show every day. I'm pestering you every day on the <laughs> Facebook chat. So let's start. So you write this article. Let's throw up the headline. We'll start from there. We'll kind of work our way down. Okay. So this is your article in February. I don't know if you're like uh, the Detroit News where the author doesn't actually write their own headlines, but I think this, this pretty, is me. This is you. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to divorce yourself. From, no. This, this article is preposterous. <laughs> so the quote, the headline that opens up this entire Pandora's box of Lions nonsense is fans of the Detroit Lions should be more grateful. So I knew right away, my ears were perked up. I'm thinking, what more do you want from the Lions fans? Grateful for what? That's kind of where I'm going right away. I mean, this is, I don't know if this was like, Sam told you something mean about me and this was an active attempt to bait me because he knew it would bother me. If this was a conspiracy to make me upset. <laughs> but right off the bat, you're letting the organization off the hook. And I haven't even read the article yet. We're just in the headline. Okay. And, and boy, you can respond all this, but I'm going to get no, you. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I did that in this article, to be, to be quite honest. I do. And I'm going to lay out why. But okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I, want, I want to hear why you think so. Fire, and then fire back. Fire okay. back. So we're just on the headline, man. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to break it down piece by piece. Now, we didn't include every, every word, but I thought yeah. what the pertinent points were. So your opening paragraph. It, this, I mean, as if the headline wasn't bad enough. I was so upset reading this as a guy that respects you and what you guys are doing. So this is a direct quote. The Detroit Lions are statistically one of the NFL's worst franchises, yet they might have the most intriguing fan base in all of sports. It stems from their delusion and false entitlement. For some reason, they think every good coach or player wants to come to Detroit, and they blame the Lions front office for not acquiring them. Okay. You call the Lions fans entitled. What are they entitled to? I think, okay, here's what I think mean by entitled. Are the Detroit Lions a bad team? Yes. We know they're a bad team. We know they're historically bad. I, I'm not going to play you like you're dumb, like, oh, we need to just go ahead and throw a parade for the Lions for what they've done because they've had a good offseason so far. What I'm saying is Detroit as a city is not a destination. And I think people need to realize that nobody wants to come here. They're, okay, let, let's 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 play a game. Let's you're, play the game. You're you're a free agent athlete, right? Yeah. You got you got a choice between two. Let's say bad franchises: They're, the Lions and let's say let's say this for the for, for the argument. Let's say Jaguars. Free agent. Are you going to go to Detroit to make those millions? Or are you going to go to Jacksonville to make those millions? Well, maybe Jacksonville, but less for the weather than the state income tax being zero. But the, look, look, we're going to get into the free agent destination thing. So just to clarify, that that is basically your argument. Is what, I, I don't get how that ties to entitlement. I think that fans, okay, here's the thing. I think that some Lions fans feel that the Detroit Lions can just go out and go get everybody like, Oh, if they didn't, if they didn't get so and so, like let's say Leonard Fournette, for example, people were mad that the Lions went ahead and signed Adrian Peterson instead of going out and grabbing Leonard Fournette. How do you know Leonard Fournette wanted to come to Detroit? They probably didn't. Why? Why do you? Why do you? Why do you? Why do you fault the organization for going, not going out and grabbing a Leonard Fournette? Who know? Why? If I had to go play with Math, had a chance to go play with Matthew Stafford at the time, yeah, or Tom Brady. Yes. Okay. Here's here's who, who the, you going with? Here, here's the flaw. 
you are blaming it on some dint of the city or they don't want to live in, in Michigan. Ben, believe me, I was ready for this answer. Ben, throw up our, our it's, we're going to be skipping ahead, but throw up that beautiful graphic with the logos that you made. So you're talking about, oh, wouldn't you rather be in Florida? It's not the Detroit Lions organization fault. Is, are these free agent destinations to you? Foxborough, Massachusetts, dump, it's awful. Indianapolis, Indiana, great city. Not that much better than Detroit has the same mm-hmm. kind of deal with the suburbs. Pittsburgh, Steeltown, that's mm-hmm. no paradise. Tampa Bay, Florida, you're in Florida. I don't know if you've ever been to Tampa. It sucks. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I hate it. I mean, I, I've been I, there. I lived in, I lived in um, Central Florida for two oh, years. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, but, I mean, Tampa to me. I, I, Tampa, 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 nothing's there. It's besides, nothing. besides Raymond James. It's a so terrible. Let's, let's yeah. But here's the, here's the difference. See, this plays right into this. See, this actually plays into me. Okay, but how? how? Okay, so look. Of those places, what do all of those places have in common? They're all better organizations by virtue of the fact they exist in the same stratosphere as the Lions and the same they're, league. They're, they're all better organizations. So when it comes down to right. it, when it comes down to it, for, for, okay, in the, in the case of Tampa, if they didn't have Tom Brady, nobody's going there. Right. Nobody's going there. I if agree. It, if, if it was not for Tom Brady. So you have a, on that point, there's not like the, the, the Buccaneers are a great organization. Tom Brady is a great organization. Well, they he, won the he, title in 2002. I mean, it's, it's two yeah, more titles that, that, than we've seen. Sure. But my thing is like, when you're trying to talk about bad organizations, and against bad organizations, against bad organization, and then one isn't a better like, how can I say it? If one isn't a better location for me, if I'm an athlete, and I can go to a Jacksonville, and now I know they're a bad organization, but I can at least have the state income tax, you know, thing, and the, the, the better weather. I'm going to go there because it's a better destination for me than Detroit. If I'm going to deal with dysfunction, why not go with dysfunction, get paid, and be in a better location? I, 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 that's all fair, but I, I think here's where you're but missing with the, the but with, the, with those teams right there, yeah. those are just better or Those are better. Those are not. Those are free agent destinations because. They are better organizations. Like exactly. I can go there to win. Exactly, and I don't. I, that's the point. And we didn't even get to Green Bay. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Lambeau. Like, I haven't been to Lambeau, but I. I mean, I don't think anything is in Wisconsin. The state, uh, the, <laughs> the, the stadium itself is really cool. Like if you go on Priceline.com or whatever you look at for hotels, Hotels.com, and you're just like, give me the best hotel. Yeah, it, it's like a like a two star days in. Or like it just there's <laughs> nothing there. But you're making my point for me. You think I'm making your point? You're making mine. You're saying, oh, those are only free agent destinations because they're better organizations. Yeah, exactly. You're saying to the fans, oh, how come it's not the Lions' fault no one wants to come here? They're a terrible organization. It's their fault that they are a terrible organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the takeaway is, oh, what do you expect? You know, the the Lions are asking for too much. Asking for what? Competence? One playoff win? They they won a playoff game, and I was still shitting my pants, man. You're younger than me. I mean, you weren't even alive, I think. Um, Are you 25 or something? I'm older than you think. Really? Oh, you look young. Whatever. Yeah. You haven't seen uh, But I was, I, was, I was alive for it. I was alive for the playoff okay. win, but could I really remember it? I mean, it's, that's, that's another thing. Fair. I was born in 86. It's been a, okay, so uh, it's shit, man. You do look good. I gotta, what do you do? You got some fucking cream I can borrow? <laughs> look, the point is they've been horrible. So you're, yeah. saying, you're telling the fans that they're entitled. And, but this, your headline, and you repeat it in the body of the article, is that they should be more grateful. Lions fans should be more grateful. That's a direct quote from you. But you're saying nobody wants to come here. They'd rather go the butt fuck Wisconsin, mm-hmm. any, anywhere but Detroit, because the organization is so bad. But Lions fans should be 
grateful. They're be they're being ungrateful for their show of anger. They sh- I don't get how those. No, I think that what I'm saying by grateful, because I remember I remember that article. I was saying they should be grateful that people want to come here and rebuild this organization. They they now have the right. They now they with with Sheila Ford now, what she's done. She's now. Oh, look here. First, I got to draft one. We're going to address one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Before, before she stepped in, who would really want to touch this with a 10 foot pole? Anybody with that's with, that's credible. A lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. I, inter- I, don't, I don't. I don't. I mean, a lot be, of people interviewed for both those positions, man. There's only 30 of them and they pay a lot of money be, before before she stepped in. It, historically, I mean, I mean, but the thing is, go I mean, I'm just saying like over over the past couple of years let's say a decade nobody really wanted here like we could not get those big name coaches we couldn't big get those big name talent we had to work through the draft but the thing is they've done a bad job of it since yeah. sheila ford has come in she's not i'm not giving i'm not going to give her an a plus just yet but i'm going to give i'm going to give her a b plus because what she's done is she's came in here and did something that I, me as a lions fan what i've wanted for a long time she didn't sell me a bunch of bs her, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, they let us know that this is bad. They're now making this a place where people want to come. So I'm saying they, Lions fans should be grateful in this aspect of that. She's now getting people here of quality that want to come here. Dan Campbell, verdict is out on whether he's quality. But Deuce Staley as the assistant head coach. Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator. He's done a great, he did a great job with the um, New Orleans Saints. You got Anthony Lynn, may not be the greatest head coach, but we've seen his work done as an office of coordinator, as an office of mine. He's really good. Getting quality guys like that to come in, you're getting a, a John Dorsey. We've seen what he's done. May not be the best at picking coaches, but he can see talent. Great scout. Great scout, yeah. see talent. Be grateful that she's doing things. They're doing things now to make the Lions a destination be be grateful that you can get somebody hey you know what maybe we couldn't get an eric bnb maybe we couldn't get a a robert sala but you have but be grateful you have a guy like dan campbell who said that when the job came open hey i want this job i mean i don't think that it, it was it was already reported about robert sala soon as everything you know kind of matriculated and opened up he was zeroed in on the New York Jets job and was kind of using all of the other jobs to kind of play leverage to get that job. No, none of those, they, they could not get any of those top-level guys. Maybe I don't know what happened with the whole Eric BNB thing. I, I'm still kind of confused on that one, to be quite honest. But uh, The Lions did not want Robert Sala. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. I, I, you, you, I will, think, you don't think they did? I know for a fact they didn't. They mm. interviewed him, and they were unimpressed by the interview, and that was a report that was out there. But also, I mean, look, I don't want to pull the, like, I know a guy thing. Yeah. But, like, I do. I'm very friendly and good friends with one of his best okay. friends. But let's, let's pull up the, the segment uh, where he's talking about the coaches, uh, Ben, if you can. Just, I mean, it's piggybacking what you said, but I just want to deal with quotes, so I'm not misquoting you. Okay. Lions fans blame the organization for not landing a particular player or coach, ignoring that Detroit in general isn't a free agent destination. Heck, Dearborn native Robert Sala, who accepted the New York Jets coaching position as a recent example. So we talked a little bit about Sala. I mean, it's up to the audience and you whether you want to take my word for it or not. I think you could take my word for it or you could walk down the streets of Dearborn and ask anybody because he knows everybody in Dearborn. Like he actually wanted to come here. We did a whole segment on the fact that he would have walked here. 
I mean, I, I saw a correspondence with him and our mutual friend mm-hmm. that te- like held up the text okay. in front of me in the chair that you're in right now. Like he wanted to come here. Well, I'm not one to call anybody a liar. So, well, no, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. But even but even throw Salah out of it. So, and you know, you mentioned they haven't been able to attract marquee coaches. So let's run down the line just in sort of the recent history. Mm-hmm. Marty Morningwag. He was their first choice. That was Matt Millen's guy. They didn't settle for Marty Morningweg. He was their first choice. Steve Mariucci, desired around the league, was a hot item, also their first choice. Now, Rod Marinelli, I, he was not their first choice. He was like third. They'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. Jim Schwartz was, by all accounts, their first choice. Mm-hmm. Jim Caldwell, it was sort of tied with Ken Wisenhunt. Ken Wisenhunt took the Titans job. I remember that. I remember that they were, from what I remember, they wanted Ken Wisenhunt that was, a lot right, more. And I'll than, grant that. It seemed like Wisenhunt was the favorite, and then he went and he took the Titans job. Yeah. So I'll even grant you that one. But then Matt Patricia was that, that was Bob Quinn's boy. That was their first choice. So what is that? Four only, of the last six? They got uh, their first choice. Only thing about, okay, only thing about Patricia is like, I don't want to discredit your argument, but I'm going to discredit in this in, 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 in this aspect. Yeah, Matt Patricia was so telegraphed because look at everything that Bob Quinn was doing. It's not like he was going out and really interviewing these coaches. He telegraphed in on Patricia from day one, and, and no, nobody else was going to really get him. All, right. there, 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 there were reports about the Giants and other organizations talking to him, but nobody was nobody was really going to touch. Matt Patricia besides the Detroit Lions. That, that's fair, but it doesn't dispute anything. He was their first choice. The Fords picked Bob Quinn, who picked Matt Patricia. That was his point. You can't divorce Bob Quinn from the people that hired him. Yeah, he but, is the Lions. He's acting on behalf of the Lions. And if they were so appalled by the hire of Matt Patricia, they could have vetoed it. They have that power. And they didn't seem that bothered. The guy shit on the field for two years was a joke. And your girl I mean, Shield Forehand vouched for him to come back. She I mean, wasn't that bothered by him. Well, I'll give her the, I'll give her a pass on this aspect. Sheila Ford Hamill don't bring him um Bob 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 Quinn and Matt Patricia yeah. back. Was it a bad decision? Yes, it was. We have to be fair. It was a bad decision. But in her defense, I'll say that with her first year taking the job, she was trying, I think she was just trying to see how things moved out. She saw it. When anything is, when she saw what she didn't like, she went ahead and made a move. Normally, from what I've seen, when you want to get rid of, when you want to change a new regime, you'll probably get rid of the coach first and get rid of the GM in the offseason. She went ahead and was like, you know what? We're cutting bait right now. And from what I've, you know, just like you have a guy, from what I've been told was that had they lost that Washington game, both of them would have been gone then. Yeah, probably. I, it, I, and I've heard that from someone other than you, too. Yeah, like, it, it, I, somebody said that, Burkett or somebody said that. It's, it's, been, it's been floating around. Like, yeah, yeah. They, if they would have lost that game, it would, it would have been done for them. So I give her the fact that, you know, probably if Mama Ford or even, you know, dad, son, whoever's in charge, he'd probably be having himself a Marty Mormon wing one. They, they'd still be business as usual. She went as like, all right, look, or cutting bait. And then also, too, that it didn't help that. I think his name is Mike Muhalan. He dropped that photo of her um, right after um, Thanksgiving game. First thing you do is you can't embarrass the Fords. Like yeah, so yeah. you can't embarrass the Fords. So as <laughs> soon as that came out, I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's got about 72 hours because yeah. I was looking at Matt Patricia's record compared to Steve Mariucci's record around the same time. And I'm like, they have about the same record around the time that uh, Mariucci was fired. So Mariucci got fired on a Monday. 
if Matt Patricia is going to get fired, he's going to get fired by Monday. He got fired on a Saturday. Oh, see, all of this is valid. And you're saying that you give Shio Ford a pass. You want to do assess the damage yeah. to the organization. That's all fine. But I just want to rein in back to the point. You said they can't attract these coaches. They just have to take what they can get. And I, I laid out the evidence. I, I, in my Four of their last six, they got their first choice. So they're not they're, they're, scraps. They, they, they're they, getting the guys they want. They're not attracting high level. Those guys. So That's outside what they of, Outside of Mariucci. Outside of Mariucci. And, and that's probably their, their lightning in the bottle that was. they. I think Mariucci got a raw deal. But as far as the quality of a coach, that was their lightning in the bottle. Um, Jim Jim Caldwell. I will too. So I'll give them the two. But outside of that, the guys that they wanted were a reflection of them being a bad organization. Right. So we circle back. So again, this isn't a, oh, you can't blame the Lions. They can't get the guys. Have you seen Detroit? It's not as nice as Miami. That's that's all valid, but you're letting them off the hook. That's the theme of what we're talking about. You're yeah, letting them off the hook. You should be crushing them in your articles. I'm, I don't think I'm letting them off the hook. I'm, I'm judging them on a case-by-case basis. Right now, I'm judging them because they're doing good. If Based on what? They haven't done anything. They, they're Dan having, Campbell said some cool stuff at the press conference and we having, all bought they, T-shirts. But That's all about, you're basing but it on. about it is, look, how, you're, how long have you been a Lions fan? I, I'm 34 years old, so about 32 years. Damn, I'm, I'm yeah, we're around the same age. Okay, so yeah. Um, so you've been saying you've been sold the same bunch of caca I have my our entire oh, lives. Yeah. yeah. Did okay outside of his Hulk Hogan Macho Man Randy Savage moment, did you at least feel like okay, this dude is not giving me coach talk. He's not trying to say a whole bunch of bunch of coach jargon. Oh, yeah. He's speaking. He's speaking just straight up football at my level. Yeah. Great guy. Love to have a beer with him. Have no idea if he's a good coach or not. We'll get to Dan Campbell in a second. I want to finish. I, I promise we're going to spend okay. plenty of time on Dan Campbell. I want to finish on this free agent spending thing really quick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're, I think you're painting this picture of nobody will come here. The, the Lions, they're sitting there uh, holding the bag. There's nothing they can do. So I, we actually like doing like research on the show. And I like to know just so I'm not in here making an ass of myself, yeah. which I already do kind of enough anyway. <laughs> so, but I pulled just, I did like a four year average, just Olympic cycle. Uh, ben, if you can throw that up for the, the viewers at home. So this is Detroit Lions free agent spending the last four years and their rank in the NFL. 2017, 5th, 2018, 24th, 2019, 13th, 2020, 11th. Now, that's not Daddy Warbucks, but it's a four-year average of 13th in the league. It's a 30-team league. By definition, they're spending a little bit above average. They're in the top 50% of the league. So this, this isn't some team that's holding the bag, begging someone to take their money. Please, please, like an old babushka lady. Oh, no one will take the Lions' money. Trey Flowers was the consensus number one free agent on the market when he signed, what, almost two years ago now. He was the number one free agent listed on ESPN.com. They got him. We've shown, we've demonstrated factually in the last half decade, they're top half of the league in spending. So I don't get this, oh, it's not a destination. They're signing more than 17 other teams in the league. They signed the top free agent in the class two years ago. I just don't get how that jives with what you're saying. I'm, I'm lost. You got you to get me on the lost here. How does it not? I mean, they're okay. They're spending. Okay, look, they're attracting talent, but I don't. In my opinion, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to abstain from the Trey Flowers talk just for just for just. I'm not gonna extend. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna punk out on it. On it. I'm not gonna punk out on it. I just yeah. do a lot of work with him. So, but I will. I but, like Trey. But, but I'll say this: I, I like him. him as a, I like him as a person. But if we're gonna be real, the, the Lions, unlike a lot of teams, the Lions have to 
overpay guys to get him here. I personally think they overpaid to get Trey Flowers here. You're not if you're you're not going to be able to pay these high level free agents, you know, at the market. The Lions are going to have to pay above the market because everybody talked about yes, was Trey Flowers the number one target? Can 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 front? He was one of the number one targets at this position, but. Did everybody also say the Lions overpaid him? Yes. Everybody thought the Lions right. overpaid him. And that's my thing. We cannot just get those guys to come to Detroit. We got to overpay those guys to come to Detroit because they don't want to come here. But why? Is it just because Detroit doesn't have beaches? Because th- this think is where you're letting them off the hook. I think it's a com- I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of them being a bad organization along with Detroit not being a desirable place. It, they both play hand in hand. I, I agree, but it just, I don't know how the, the article and the position lands on, oh, what do you want them to do? Be a better organization, maybe? I mean, maybe that would fix half of the issue. I mean, they're not going to relocate, but they could maybe be run competently. So, I mean, that's- and then And that's the thing. We're going to see from now. The thing is, what, what, what happened before the season, we know, ran incompetent. But now, we got to judge them from what they do now going on through this season. So me, I'm judging them from like, okay, Sheila, your real restart is after you fired Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Now I'm judging you from this curve here on out. Should you have done it a year ago? I personally think so because the fact of you don't give guys who are coaching for their jobs a top three pick. That's just stupid. Negligence. It was negligence. It, 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 was, it, it was stupid. Yeah. I, under, I understand why she did it, but at the same time, it was it was stupid. Got to call it what it is. But thing is, she went ahead and brought in those football football minds, like she said. So she wouldn't make any more stupid moves moving forward. So now I'm judging her from like, okay, you've you're you've really kind of got an idea. Like, hey, I'm I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. So let me bring in people to help me out with what I don't know. I'm gonna judge her from here on out. And you know what? I can be talking about all the good they've done right now. And then here comes the draft and they mess up the draft. Oh, don't think I'm not going to slam them for that. The draft, I, I mean, the draft, I think we actually are somewhat aligned. I mean, you wrote an article today advocating if he's available for Panay Sewell, which would be, I mean, I'm good with that. So. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm kind of on the mindset of with the lines on the draft is like, unless you do something stupid, like draft another cornerback, like a Patrick Sartan, it's kind of hard for you to blow this pick. There's so many good options. Def- yeah. Like defensible options. Yeah. I don't think a quarterback's in play at all. Burkett and I argued about that when he was in studio. He's, I mean, he's not saying they're definitely taking a quarterback, but he's like, oh, it's, it's 40%, 50%. It's very much in play they take a QB. I think there's no way they take a QB. I don't know where you stand on that. Yeah, so if, if the article was meant where, like, okay, escape the Lions. Give them a Excuse everything we've seen before. No, it's not that. It's just like, okay, look. Get rid of the PTSD. Let's just... Look at what it is for right now. This is not a place where is this is not a desirable spot. And granted, that PTSD could have come from the years of losing, but the past Quintrish regime really made this place undesirable. The fact that they got this with this rebuild, I applaud her for that because now it's like this seems really tangible. This is something I can sink my teeth in and actually believe not being sold, you know. Putting a bandaid on the problem. This is this is tangible. So now I can really believe in this. I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to applaud you for what you're doing right now. But when you mess up on this, then I'll 
knock you're going to hammer him. So this I'm going to hammer him. So so in in year what sixty five of incompetent ownership from this family. Like the 66th year is when uh, the, the straw has broken the camel's back for you. How are we not there already? How are you? How are you not there already? I, I don't. I, I just don't get it. Because what, what do you mean by straw? Uh, straw broken the camel's well, back? Well, you're like, saying like if done the, with them. You're saying if no, well, just where you're not writing articles blaming the the fans. Like it is the biggest case of Stockholm syndrome imposed upon a fan base I've ever seen in my life. That they should be more grateful. They've been tortured. I'm still a Lions fan, by the way. I want them to win. They've put me through the ringer for years. There's people twice my age that have gone through the same exact misery twice as long. For me, the grateful stemmed from the fact that, okay, I got I got to go off of my TL. So I, you know, I talk to a lot of different people on Facebook. So that this is the one thing about social media we don't really get to see the inside of every who we all personally follow. So. When I was writing this, I was writing this in the mind of my audience, the people who I'm normally gauge with, just like, hey, you, you guys are mad that they didn't get this guy. You guys are mad that they didn't get this guy. Be grateful that they got guys who really want to be here. You're, 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 you're knocking them for this. You're knocking them for that. But you're, you got you be grateful they got quality people to step in. When I say quality people, again, I'm not saying Dan Campbell because he's null and void. That's a big asterisk. They're That's hiring a, a bunch of quality people minus the head coach who's a TBD. That's but, a big TBD. The thing is, he's a, he's a big TBD because we don't know him as a coach really outside of his interim time with Miami, but he's a good thing as far as he knows the organization. He knows the city. He knows the he knows the mentality. He knows how ugly it's been, and he wants the job of being able to. He really wants the job of being able to take them to the top. So I'm saying, be grateful that in the aspect of you got a guy who doesn't just want to be a head coach of the Lions. He wants to turn the Lions into greatness because he understands the culture of the job. So I'm saying, be grateful in that mindset of like, hey, you got a guy who wants to be the coach of the Detroit Lions, not I'm just a Detroit Lions coach. I get it. And I get why that's been embraced. And I enjoyed the press conference too, by the way, I was not like sitting there watching it bored. I don't think anybody was. It was fascinating. I liked it. I think he's going to be popular if he does anything at all here. He's, he's off to a good start in terms of the public perception, but knowing where Lafayette Coney Island is located and knowing that the fans have been pissed off for a long time is not going to help you out scheme Andy Reid. It's just not. You can either coach or you can't. And I mean, this is, this is the, the thing with him. Like, I, I don't get, I think you have the wrong diagnosis with this organization just generally. But keeping it to Dan Campbell specifically, I don't know why I should be grateful for a guy that not only wasn't getting uh, offers anywhere else, wasn't even being asked to interview anywhere else. So I have said to, to some controversy on this mm-hmm. show that I don't even put any stock in that Miami thing. He was a babysitter. It's so easy to be the Dick Duran, the Daryl Bevel, where they get rid of the tyrannical head coach that everybody hates, and you come in and you're the rah-rah, fired-up guy. Of course they're going to play their ass off and love you for seven games. I don't. You're not preparing the training camp. It's not your scheme. No credit. This guy has not been a coordinator. This guy has not really been a head coach. Nobody else even wanted to interview him. So this idea that we should be so grateful, what other options did the guy have? They gave this guy a six-year deal paying him a large sum of money, I'm sure, not disclosed, but these guys get paid a lot. Why should I be grateful for a guy that took the only person that would even have him in their living room, let alone sign a contract with him? Hey, you got a leader of men. Right now, we, we've seen it. 
the Lions have a leader of men. That is what has been missing from the organization for the past three years. Whether you like Jim Caldwell or not, all of his players say one thing about him. He's a leader of men. He treated them like men. Lions ain't seen that for the past three years. You know, but they have seen it. You don't have to go that far back. So let's throw that one up. We've used this once before, Ben, because I've heard the leader of men line before and it didn't work out so well. And the similarities are just like appalling. So Rod Marinelli Mm -hmm. shows up in 2006. I was a freshman in college during that press conference. I remember watching. And the the Rod Marinelli similarities are there. Uh, They're they're very uh, long in the list here. Okay, so here it is. Rod Marinelli, defensive line coach. Dan Campbell, tight ends coach. In other words, both position coaches. Rod Marinelli, assistant head coach in Tampa Bay. Dan Campbell, assistant head coach in New Orleans. They both had no head coaching experience really to speak of, known primarily as motivators, not as schematics, not Sean McVay, not even Eric Bieniemy who has a good reputation for schematics, not, you know, not a brain by any means. They both had rollicking tough guy press conferences. Mm-hmm. Rod, Marinelli, Rod Marinelli shows up. Greets everyone. I don't know if you remember this. I thought you were younger, but you might. He says, uh, "You know, good morning, gentlemen." And and you know, he's he's talking about. There's one voice for discipline. Me, I am the law. Given the whole Denzel Washington. Yeah, he he gave he gave the whole yeah you know, yeah the rival speech. But and and no other job offers like Dan Campbell. So we've seen the leader of men but, but, that with no but, no experience. But think about it is. Did you like Did you like Rob Marinelli staff? I I liked their offensive coordinator. You remember who it was? No, I don't. Mike Martz. I, I was saying. The architect of the greatest show on turf. No, think another thing about, about this. You remember Mike Martz was here, but do you really remember Mike Martz was here? No. That, that's, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, all we can do is work with what we know right now. And going in, in 2006, the move, Mike Martz was a coveted guy, had just won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator, came within a lick of winning as a head coach. Mm-hmm. At the time, that was the best offense ever. It's probably since been supplanted. It's a new era. But, I mean, there's still, if you adjust. But, for, outside, but outside of Mike. Well, no, they had a shitty defensive coordinator who they fired after one year, and then they replaced him with their son-in-law. But, but you're putting way too much stock, in my opinion, in this assistant coaching staff. You say, oh, Anthony Lynn might not be a great head coach, but we know what he can do as a coordinator. He's been an offensive coordinator one time for one year in Buffalo. They had the 12th-ranked offense in the league. Not bad. The guy wasn't lighting the, the thing on fire. Glenn might be good. Total question mark. He was coaching four guys at a, in a position group. So you're saying, okay, even if you don't like Dan Campbell, don't worry, guys. They got Anthony Lynn and, and Aaron Glenn. Those guys are at best question marks themselves. This th- this whole thing is at 48 point times new Roman font question mark. But here's the thing. This is, you got to put, okay, look, you got to put stock in the, uh, in their assistant coaching staff. You just Why? have, you just Tell have me. to, because, because, because the thing about it is, look, okay, look, these, the, the, the past few years with this Lions coaching staff, with um Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell had a. I didn't really. I wasn't really too. Fan. I like. I like. Okay. I like Jim Bob Cooter. I did. I, I grew. I grew to like him. Not love him. I grew to like. He him. was good in that first year. Then yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I didn't love him, but I, but I liked him. Um, hated hated Joe Lombardi, but um, Jim Caldwell was a good coach, and he had a, a pretty. I, I would say he had a pretty good staff. Um, Matt Patricia, bad coach, bad staff. Dan Campbell, question mark. As a head coach, but the potential of his staff is golden. 
I believe the potential of his staff is going. That's what I'm saying. They have some hope that you can believe in. I didn't have any hope in the previous regime. I didn't believe in that. With Jim Caldwell, okay, that was tangible. This you can actually, now we're back to being able to believe in this. So that's why I'm putting stock in the head, in the, in the assistant coach staff. It's, the yeah. thing is, these guys could go out there and totally stink up the joint. They really could. We, we really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm to, to up front and about that. I cannot sit up here and just say, hey, Anthony Lynn and Jared Goff are going to light it up. I can't, I'm not going to sit up here and say that. I'm not going to sit up here and say that Aaron Glenn, okay, yeah, he, he interviewed, his press conference was, was great. But does that mean that the secondary in, def, in that historically bad defense last year is going to come out and play well? Doesn't mean that. But the fact that they have these guys who have done it in other places have been able to, Aaron Glenn's been able to help out a secondary. You got a, um, Anthony Lynn, like I said, wasn't the greatest coordinator, but he wasn't the worst. He was in that top 15. You got something you can sink your teeth into. It's something is tangible. Some a guy that you can help bring a help get these X's and O's that Dan Campbell's gonna lack on. These guys can take care of the X's and O's. He can be the leader of the man. He can be the the guy that can get them out on the field and inspire. I like what they're doing. If it doesn't work out, at least they tried something different. They didn't try to band-aid a problem. Too many times in Detroit as fans, we see the Lions try to band-aid problems. They finally told us that, hey, we suck. We got to start from the bottom, and we're going to do it with bringing in football minds like a Chris Spielman, like a John Dorsey, like a Brad Holmes to get this done correctly because we got to admit that we don't know what the hell we're doing. Well, okay, and that's why that's why I, that's where I'm kind of at with it. In terms of the the front office, we can have a a sweet dance on, on that topic because it won't be that interesting. Because I mostly agree with you. I like the Brad Holmes hire. Brad, I mean, the only downside is again no experience. He was like fifth, yeah. fifth or sixth on the org chart for the Rams. But the difference between him and Dan Campbell is Brad Holmes has an impeccable reputation among mm-hmm. all his peers, where everyone said like, look. This guy, if he wasn't going to be a GM this year in this job, he was like a year away and he would have been somewhere else. Like, that was the perception. And look, I trust the opinion of the consensus more than I do, uh, you know, basically nobody. Dan Campbell uh, doesn't need a big room to fill all the people that thought that he was not going to work out, that he was not a viable head coaching option. So, you know, I don't understand really where uh, Dan Campbell fits in with Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes? Coveted. Everybody wanted him. Dan Campbell. I think Dan. I think Dan Campbell may not necessarily be. I think Dan Campbell fits in with Brad Holmes. Is that the Lions? Again, they went from. I know you don't like the leader of men thing, but the thing is, the Lions fired. You got to remember, the Lions fired their guy in Jim Caldwell. Even though, regardless of what anybody wants to say about his record or whatnot, that was really their guy, and Quinn convinced them to fire their guy. Now they're like, okay, since we're just going to go ahead and do this rebuild, this, I'm just psychoanalyzing. Yeah. Since we're going to go ahead and do this rebuild, let's get a guy that we know wants to be here, wants the job, and is in there for the long haul in the grind of turning the culture around. I just think you're putting too much stock into a guy that wants the only place that'll have him to give him a job. Like that, it, he had no other options. If this was a guy that had four offers, was interviewing mm-hmm. around the block, 
And he said, you know what? There's something about that lion's job. I felt their pain in 2006 or whatever. Like, I, I just, I want to be the guy to turn it around. There's something special about that place. It's a sleeping giant. You'd be right. Argument over. I, we wouldn't even be well, sitting Well, why does there. he have to be coveted by everybody else? What if the Lions just looked at Dan Campbell or Dan Campbell went ahead and, like he said, Dan Campbell, okay, I'm just going to take him at his word. Yeah. He said that once the job became available, he went and talked to his agent and said, do what you can to get me in front of Sheila Ford. If he did what he had to do to get on their radar and they interviewed all these other candidates and they saw that he was their guy, hey, hire your guy. I'm not saying you need the validation. I'm just saying it is a warning sign. It's, it's, it's troubling that you hired this guy and no one else. Again, there's, there's levels. Maybe somebody offered him a job and you got him between the two offers. Mm-hmm. That'd be like the top level if we won the, the bidding war. The second level down would be he was interviewing around. It was you know getting some nibbles. No one offered him the job. Landed in our lap. We're at the bottom level. You were the only one that even called the motherfucker. <laughs> and, and, like I just, I, I just say I'm not saying that absolutely means he's terrible. But if I can choose without knowing what's going to happen, if yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting here right now, I don't know how many games he's going to win or lose. Mm-hmm. I would rather have the guy that all these billion dollar corporations, or at least a handful of them, were at least interested in. Doesn't mean he can't work out, but if I'm betting a hand, I'm going to bet on the on the guy that was coveted over the guy that nobody else wanted. And again, it just comes back to me. I, I'm supposed to be grateful for Dan Campbell for taking a job when it was the only option. I'm not going to be grateful for that. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. I got. I say you got to be. I'm saying you got to be grateful that you got a guy who really wants the job. That's what I'm saying. It's it's look. I'm going to go ahead. I know you said I, I'm, I'm going to believe you when you said that your guy said Robert Sala yeah. wanted, wanted the job. But, again, it's just so many different reports out there that's just like, hey, this guy won in New York all along. And I'm like, all right, damn, if he won in New York. And the thing is, I'm, I'm writing my article based off of hearing he won in New York all along. He's telegraphed this, this whole process to leverage to get the, get the best offer in New York. So I'm thinking like, okay, damn, you couldn't even land the guy that was the hometown guy, like you couldn't get Robert Sala. You couldn't get him to come home. Okay. Well, whether or not, I mean, whether or not you dispute that Sala wanted to come here, you know, we, that's separate from whether the lions wanted him. There's no evidence that the lions offered him anything. We're trying yeah. to offer anything. Dave Burkett, who was pretty plugged in throughout yeah. the coaching church said that they didn't want him. So even if he, whatever he was doing in his business, it still doesn't mean the Lions wanted him and didn't get him. Like the, the, they chose not to pursue him or make him an offer for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's and like I, I said at the time when I wrote it, it was I was under the pressure. Like I said, from when from when I was right, reading I get and it. everything and that, like that. That was out there. That's, yeah. that's valid. I but just the point is again, I don't even think Salah matters. The point is the line, the idea that Lions fans should be grateful for anything. How long are we going to be asked? to be grateful, to be patient for things other than wins. I, I've had it. Win think, or shut up at this point. I think if this doesn't work, if this kind of like takes a nosedive in like I want to say year three or four, go ahead and go out with the pitchforks. The, 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 man, the, man, like, the man changed. Go, go out there and be mad. I'm saying right now, be grateful that, you know what? They finally are getting it right. They finally are getting the people that want to be here and really are invested in turning trade around. Be happy that we got some people that wanted to be here because 
Again, there are some reports that guys are like, hey, I'm straight. I don't want to come there. I'm I'm good on Detroit. I'm good on I'm good on taking I'm good, I'm good on staying where I'm at right now instead of going to that dumpster fire of an organization because they don't have a clue. Now, if they go ahead and get this right with this, you know, with this new turnaround, they might be able to go ahead and start making Detroit a free agent destination. Not because of like Detroit is attractive, but because of hey, Detroit is a sound organization. I think Dan Orlowski said it. Detroit, you were able to get some of those free agents to come to Detroit because during that span, I, I really don't like to give Martin May he was flowers, but he he did decent. He did de- he did decent until they let him go. He did decent. And he Detroit was a place where you could get a guy like a Reggie Bush to come here or a Nate Burleson or whatever. You were able to get some of those not great guys, but some good guys that can come and help turn the organization around. I think this is the position that they're in right now. They're 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 able to get guys who can come in and help turn the organization. I remember, I remember back when um, Saints GM Mickey Loomis said, he said, Dan Campbell's going to be the type of coach that other coaches are going to run to Detroit and flock to, flock to Detroit and want to coach for. I have never seen the Lions, whether these coaches pan out or not, never been able to see Lions poach in-division coaches. I've never been able to see the Lions get guys to come to Detroit on lateral positions, not promotions, lateral moves. So I'm like, okay, they're getting it. Let's just ride this wave and be happy that they're, they're they finally got it because we've seen it so long where they don't got it. Let's be finally, let's be grateful they finally have gotten the, through their thick skulls that we need to just do a true rebuild. That's where I'm at. I, I all of that's fair. All of that is fair. Uh, it, it's a good thing that people want to come and, and work with Dan Campbell. But there's a lot of uh, good, you know, good in quotation mark bosses out there that are fun, that are probably pretty shitty bosses and are ineffective. So he can have the most uh, rollicking, raucous, fun, uh, high energy practice facility in the history of the NFL, and it won't mean a damn thing. At the end of the day. He's going to have to go. And look, I don't care about 5 and 11, 6 and 10. Yeah. I think he'll be better than Patricia just because they're going to play for him. Yeah. So, but, I'm, but I'm not throwing parades for that. I want playoff wins. I'm not going to get into – you guys had a Woodward Sports thing. Adam and Stick were about to, like, fight each other. And, and, playoff and, wins. But and, that's my bar. And, and, my, and my thing is, that should be your bar. Yeah. Playoff should be your bar. If Dan Campbell does not get it done, hey, get him out of here. So you're that's, – that's where I wanted to finish on Dan Campbell. So if he goes 8 and 8, 9 and 7, let's say – wait, okay – I'll make it very easy. Mm-hmm. Let's say we relive the Jim Caldwell experience, like mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. two, you know, five, six, five years, two wild card appearances get blown out on the road in both of them in the first game. Mm-hmm. That's the only no division wins. We have that five year Dan Campbell period. It mimics Jim Caldwell's to a T. Did Dan Campbell do a good job? No, I mean he did. Okay, did he? And if we're making the Jim Caldwell error. Did he bring them out of the doldrum of being a, a, a crappy organization? Give him the credit for that. Yeah. But if he plateaus, hey, get him out of here. Okay, get, that's get, good. Yeah, I just wanted that because yeah, get him out of here. Because I mean, because I'm not going to give him. I'm I'm not going to give him a pat. You can't accept mediocrity. At the end of the day, you can't accept mediocrity. But if he, I, I, that's my expectation for him. I want him. My for me, I'm expecting by. Year, if it happens in year four, okay. 
but I'm at least expecting by year three a playoff appearance and win. By year three. Yeah. I mean, that's, that'd be great. I, I mean, shit, especially for this organization. I'm just, I'm glad that's on the record because despite yeah. everything you've said, there are people out there, you stand next to one every single day that romanticize Jim Caldwell. It's like he was just so wonderful and you can't say anything bad about Jim Caldwell. And it's like, just because he's better than the dumb fuck that came before him and after him doesn't mean he's good by any NFL objective measure. He was okay. Now, I, think, I think Jim Caldwell was a good coach. He wasn't a great coach, but he was a good coach. And I think what me as, as for some Lions fans or me personally, I, I like Jim Caldwell. I think that Lions fans thought they were too good for good when we've seen below average for so long. I was always of the mindset with Jim Caldwell, just so we can so we can have this on record too. I was always of the mindset of give him a after that four years. Give him a two-year extension. He doesn't make the playoffs or get a playoff win in that next year. Then fire him. So that way you don't make him a lame duck coach. Yeah, I was never, I was never on the and the thing is, if you want to fire Jim Caldwell after the fourth year, fine. Go ahead and do it. But you can Facebook search this. You know how to use the Facebook search. You can Facebook search this. I said, firing Jim Caldwell to hire Matt Patricia is not the answer. You want to fire Jim Caldwell? Fine. All right. Whatever. You don't fire Jim Caldwell to hire Matt Patricia. You would have won that one if you knew me at the time because I actually liked the Patricia hire. So uh, we'll, we'll retroactively give you the W. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you can look that up and screenshot. No, oh, no Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I, you. Yeah. I, I can't do that anyway, though. You're yeah. in Facebook jail, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Facebook jail. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that tomorrow when you're uh, acquitted or, you know, yeah. I released on Because bond. the thing is, I was like, I was, I just like, I haven't seen enough. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't see enough to bring him here. I really felt when it was Matt Patricia, I'm like, yeah, other teams are talking to him, but nobody called, nobody really flew Matt Patricia in. Nobody, nobody really coveted Matt Patricia. Bob Quinn, is, it was the most, it was as telegraphed as picking Jeff Okuda at number three. Everybody knew he was coming here because of his buddy. So why, so now you do care about nobody wanting Somebody uh, that the no, Lions no, no, hired? No, 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 no. That was a that was a buddy job. That was just like, hey, I'm gonna take care. You know, you know, I'm gonna take care of you when I get over here, right? Well, I don't. Yes and no. I don't think he said he's just hooking his buddy up. I don't think Bob Quinn would tie his career to. Oh, I got to do with my friend a solid. I think he really. It thought, look. It looked like it. No, I, it looked like it. it, 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 <laughs> it regardless, regardless of and regardless of whether that's what it was or not. That's what it looked like. Well, it, look, it, he thought that he was making the right hire, and it happened to be a buddy system. Those two are—I don't think they're like mutually exclusive, but whatever. Here, Here's—I'll finish on the Lions here, and then we'll have a little fun on—you know—you can tell you're in a Michigan State. Um, yeah, so we'll finish there. But with Jared Goff, I just real quick—that mm-hmm. was like the only thing in your article I agreed with. Like, I think Jared Goff has been shit on so much in the last like two years, especially mm-hmm. the last year. Just League-wide, yeah. fan-wide in the country. He went from, like, kind of a little bit overrated to now underrated. Like, people act like this guy just sucks. I, 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 I don't understand. Chance. I don't understand the – here's what I don't get about Lions fans. First off, Matt Stafford – what the hell has Matt Stafford done in Detroit for 12 seasons? Nothing. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, you've seen the same movie for 12 seasons. 
You, you have a guy. I don't care how good the, the Seahawks defense is. I don't care what happened with um, the Cowboys. You have a guy who has not scored a postseason touchdown in seven quarters. Yeah. That's yeah. bad. That's, I don't care. That's bad. What has Matt Stafford done to make people be like, we needed to keep him? What, what has Matt Stafford done to where you can crap on whatever Jared Goff has done? Hey, Jared Goff has shown Matt Stafford has had good. He hasn't had great teams, but Matt Stafford has had good teams. What has he done? He's gotten seven season, seven quarters while a postseason touchdown. He's 0-3 in the postseason. What has Jared Goff done with the good football team? He went to the Super Bowl and lost to Tom Brady in New, New England Patriots. No shame in that. I could make the argument that the 2014 Detroit Lions that lost to Dallas were better than anything the Rams have had around Jared Goff. Yes! I, I mean, that, that team... Like, and, and then you got to remember... In that Cowboys game, Stafford had late fumbles. Yes. Yep. People just seemed like, there was the was the penalty bad? Yes, it was. It was typical lines. We got screwed. I got to bring Jim Caldwell. I wish he would have been a little bit more demonstrative, but that's neither here nor there. But Stafford had late game fumbles. That was still a winnable game. They should have gone for it on fourth and one after that penalty that was picked up. But, I mean, that there were so yeah. many factors. But the point is, like, look. I, I am not a Stafford hater. I'm not one that thinks yeah. he's the problem because the problem precedes him by 50 years. But I'm just at the position where, like, okay, it's been a dozen years, hasn't worked out. Like, I mean, you know, we own a nursing home you know, chain. We sold most of them. But, like, we had a building that just administrator that was running the building wasn't bad. I mean, there were a lot of good qualities there. But census was low. Things just weren't working out. It was, like, five years, and you get to a point where it's, like, Okay, like it may not even be your fault, but we need somebody else. Like it's just not working out. That's where I think the Lions were beyond with Stafford. But yeah, that 2014 team, it's like people forget they were, and I haven't checked the stat in the last couple of years, but as of a couple of years ago, that defense, like it was pro football focused, that defense was like the seventh best defense in the last 30 years. That like, defense was phenomenal. They were, they, were, they were the best defense in the league. And they were one of the best in the last 30 years. Me and and my, they had Kelvin, Reggie, who was still Because they had Terrell Austin as the uh, DC, right? Yeah. Because me and my cousin, um, I'm pretty sure he's watching the Symptom the League. Me and my cousin, they have a little joke. Like, it was like, Terrell, we would say Terrell Austin would always close the gates because it was somehow the Lions defense was just always rise up in the moment and just get the stops that were needed yeah. to win those games. I don't know how you don't win. And I, for the record, what was that game like? Twenty four twenty. It's not like the defense. Yeah, well, it was yeah, twenty four twenty. They didn't get lit up. I mean, it's like the offense. Feel free to score, especially you know in the just outside of the red zone at the end that clinched the game. It just that game was so bad. But the point is, look, that was one year. Stafford's been a part of some really shit teams too. But mm-hmm. at least for one year, that team had one of the best defenses of this era, like statistically ranked, just objectively one of the best defenses. And a Hall of Fame first ballot wide receiver, Calvin Johnson, <laughs> a still at the time very good Reggie Bush. I mean, just they had who was that? Who was the second receiver? Golden Tate wasn't there yet, was he? I, I mean, it was a it was a loaded team. Maybe it was Burleson. I can't remember. But and they didn't do anything. Nothing. And it's not like they lost forty eight to forty one or something. Like they couldn't move the ball for the most part in that game against a non elite Dallas defense. By the way, I, I was at that game. It's, I hate to tell you, but that was that, that was awful. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's just I, I think Jared Goff deserves a chance to see what he can do. I talked about it at length with Dave Burkett. Everyone's saying, oh, you got to do play action 30 times a game. That's what worked in, in uh, L.A. 
Not really. You look at what he did in college, what he has said on the record. He prefers like pro style shotgun. That's what he excelled at out of college when he mm-hmm. established himself as the number one pick. So I don't think you're married to this heavy play action thing either. I like, I'm not saying he's great, yeah. but I don't think he's bad. Uh, he's, he's good. Good. Yeah. Can yeah, a, good, good. a good QB can get you a playoff win. A good QB can get you two Super Lesser Bowl. guys than him. If, if <laughs> I mean, yeah. all, Jared Goff has proven that if you surround him with good talent, he can win. That's why I'm a, I mean, we may disagree on this or not, but that's why I'm like telling, trying to tell Lions fans, you, it is in the best interest of the Lions that this Jared Goff thing works out. If this Jared Goff things work out, you can do so much more with those picks. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, now, they're, now you're looking at trading all those picks to move up to get someone to replace them. I think that's the basket you probably land in. Yeah. But like I look, I don't do I think he's an A plus? No. Do I think he's ever gonna be top five? No. no. But if he can reestablish, not establish, reestablish, because he's already been there for a couple of years prior, reestablish himself as like tenth, eleventh, twelfth best quarterback in the league, you're fine. That's fine. He can get and, that, and that's good and that's good enough to get to a playoff yeah. to playoff win, good enough to get to NFC championship. Who knows? I don't wanna buy No what, let's go there. It good it's good that we've seen less we've seen lesser QBs get to Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, and he was horrible in that Super Bowl. But it's just like it's not Joe Flacco. Good, it's just like this idea that Jared Goff is just like shit. People, people, I, I people are think. asking. People are acting like the Lions just acquired Mitchell Trubisky in the trade. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm like, it's you didn't get Mitchell Trubisky. You got a guy who, as you're rebuilding, you got a two year window of like, okay, let's see. We were moving on from Stafford. Goff is 26 years old. Let's see what we got out of him for two seasons. Heck. Even if you just want to cut bait after one year, who knows what they do in the draft if they get a quarterback or right. not. We never, we never, we don't know. But if they don't get a quarterback, you're look pretty much locked, locked in with this guy for the next two seasons. After that, you can cut bait. And, yeah. and, and, and everything that you're drafting, the incoming QB is going to benefit from that anyway. Absolutely. So totally I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just don't understand. Like this was like the, the smartest move Again, it was a smart move. Like, damn, they got they got Jared Goff. They got those picks. They can cut bait next season with a minimal cap hit. Then the year after that is if they want to keep him for the two, then cut bait is we're good. I, I agree completely. Jared Goff is a dream scenario for this team. Like you said, two years. He's young. If it works out, maybe he's your guy. If it doesn't, only two years, no big deal. You're rebuilding anyway. He's not preventing you from signing yeah. somebody that's going to put you over the top. So it's who cares? You have to pay somebody. You're not winning anyway. It's, he's young enough that he can be the guy. He's experienced enough that he's not going to totally embarrass himself. He's a good yeah. placeholder at worst. So I think he like if I could pick a guy to be in this situation, he'd be one of my first picks. Like a guy that's oh, like, yeah. just you know upside, but you know you're not married to him. You know it's I think it's perfect. I think it was a great move. I know there was a lot of buzz. I've gone back and forth on like whether they should have taken Carolina's offer. It was just for the eighth overall pick, but it's like that'd be yeah, it'd be great to get another one of these prospects. But now, like, who's your quarterback? And you know, it's again, you you wouldn't get the draft picks. You wouldn't get you know the multiple draft picks. So who knows? I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I, I don't like that we're agreeing so much on something. <laughs> so so like, yeah, we're, we're we're framing this as a boxing match. So let's let's like call each other some names to transition. All so right. so we'll finish here. Hey, look, I told you for other than the speed run, obviously, I know you're looking forward to that. Yeah. But you were doing some serious. I hate to say it, probably embarrassing pearl clutching, at the end of March 
you're a Michigan basketball fan. You're a Michigan fan in general. You're yeah. a Michigan basketball fan. Went on a nice run, one seed. Really probably should have beaten UCLA. They lose that game after missing, what, seven or eight shots in a row. They lose by bucket. Heartbreaker sucks. I get it. Don't blame you. I've said some crazy shit in the 72 hours after losses like that. Yeah. Worse. So I, that's why I want to revisit this because I, I didn't get where you and Joey were going with this on your show. So you go on the air on the Woodward Sports Network. Check them out, guys, on the Morning Woodward Show. This is you and Joey going off on Michigan State fans, and you particularly with Tom Izzo. You were mad, both of you, at Michigan State fans for rooting against their rival or something. I don't know. Let's play it, and then we'll react to it. Are they just sticking their chest out like, well, you guys were talking about us. Y'all lost in the play-in game in the month of Izzo. Here's my thing, Corey, to make you feel a little bit better. If you lose to a team and then later on cheer for that team just because you lost to them, softest shit in the world. Yo, go ass. Be a be a proud Michigan State fan because the team you lost to beat your rivalry four weeks later. Smart, smart, Good job. You Spartans made it. need to worry about Tom Izzo not grabbing his players as opposed to what Michigan doing losing in the Elite Eight. Y'all y'all didn't even y'all didn't even sniff the tournament. A few things here. First, first, first of all, the Joey thing, saying that I can't, as a Michigan State fan, root against Michigan because their opponent happens to have been the one that extinguished me a week earlier. I don't get that. I know a lot of Michigan fans that were rooting for Texas Tech in the mm-hmm. Final Four in 2019 who had just beaten them the week prior. I didn't hear any of this, well, they beat us, so go green, go white, or I'm neutral all of a sudden you're going to root against Michigan, Michigan yeah. state. Now that was what Joey said, not you, but do you agree with me on that? I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'll say this. I know how that rivalry is. So I already know that it's going to be mud slinging both ways. So I just kind of, it's one of those things where I just get it because things I didn't, did I go to Michigan? No, but I went to Eastern Michigan right up the road. So I've been up there enough to kind of understand like, if Michigan is playing Michigan State or if Michigan State is about to play some team and they're about to go do something great, oh, everybody's going to take a, a great laugh when Sparty gets their ass kicked. And it's going to be vice versa. I understand that any time that, Spart- that uh, Michigan gets their teeth kicked in, hey, Spartan's going to have a laugh out of it. So I don't necessarily agree with that point. But here's my whole thing. Again, I'm speaking to my TL. I'm speaking to the people that are following me. I'm speaking to the to my friends who go to Michigan State and like to troll me for being a Walmart Wolverine. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I, I like Michigan. I you're, you're faulting me for liking the school that I've liked since I was a little kid. Oh, okay, I I, I didn't go there. I don't have an NM card. Okay, that's all you got. That's the worst thing you could call me. Can I interrupt you real and then I'll let you finish? Okay, you can turn my mic off for five minutes, but specifically about the Walmart Wolverine thing. I have always had one rule about this. Now, like I am a Michigan State alum. I, of course, you can root for Michigan, Michigan State, Eastern, Western. I don't give it doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever. The one thing that you can't do, in my opinion, is play the academic card if you're a Michigan fan that didn't. Oh yeah, it. yeah. And guys have done that to me. Like you know, oh, can't read, can't I, write. It's like, dude, you went to Western, I man. Like, I don't play the. I don't play the academic card in general because I feel like if you go to a school of higher learning, then. Hey, well, more, I, that's yeah, great, and yeah. I agree. I don't. I wouldn't play it because yeah. Michigan State's yeah, a better academic school. I, I, but I, but I, but I hate that too. When like people that didn't go to Michigan, you better to, have gone if you're yeah, going to play. Yeah, that, yeah. Just for the record, that's yeah. that's my that's an acceptable use of like 
Shut up, you Walmart Wolverine. Like, yeah, yeah. But other than that, like, root for whoever you want. Sorry, Forger. Sorry. Yeah, Go so ahead. um, my thing is, like, oh, my God. When I'm talking about Michigan State fans who are not objective, my friends are the worst. I'm talking about the wor- the worst. You probably what is your what is your fa- what is your worst loss from Izzo that, to your recent memory? Like just the one I was most bummed about. This, 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 uh, just pick one. Michigan State Butler in the Final Four in 2010. Draymond Green should have been at the line. They will never objectively criticize the team ever. They'll never be objective in saying when Izzo's done something wrong, but they'll be they'll be the first ones to mention when he's done something right. They'll be the first ones that to tag me to eighty million articles. I wake up and my phone is just blowing up, and they're like you see this. But then, if Michigan State loses or Izzo does something wrong, where y'all at? All quiet. Talk where y'all quiet. at? I'm refresh, refresh. Am I connected to the internet? <laughs> Did, did my phone get cut off? Because you guys were so demonstrative. You guys were so demonstrative when you win. You're so demonstrative when you're doing when you're doing good. But when just something small happens, you're quiet. So when I was looking at this, you know, the whole to kind of get to the point to the play in. All right, my friends keep telling me it's January, February, Izzo, April. So I'm like. I know who Tom Izzo is. I'm not stupid. He's one of the greatest. First off, he's one of the greatest basketball coaches in this state's history. He's one of. He's going to go down as one of the great college coaches. I don't know where you rank him top 15, 20. I don't know. But he's going to go down as a, as a, as a memorable coach. But you got to. If it's, if it's the month of Izzo, Izzo should not be in a play-in game. If you're, if, if, if you're an Izzo coach team, you should not be playing to get into the tournament so i'm like hold on this is the month is and y'all not in the tournament already y'all in the tournament and y'all losing the first round okay it happens the upsets happen this is the month is why are y'all in the play-in game well, why, why aren't y'all a lock uh, on paper officially they made the tournament i oh, mean that's pay. always the argument but yeah. look i think we're, we're kind of missing because look i agree i i wasn't chirping michigan after they lost to ucla you weren't no, no I'm not saying they weren't yeah, out yeah. there. And for the record, the people you're talking about on the Michigan State side, they don't like me either. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ben, ben might be in there laughing, but like I get a lot of shit. I get more shit from Michigan State fans than I do from Michigan fans Trust because me. I do criticize yeah. the program. And I think I, I did an entire show. It's still on YouTube during the whole coaching search fiasco before. Thank God Mel Tucker came in on a parachute and saved us. But I just I went off on the school. I wrote an article that was on my old website, still up there somewhere, just crushing the whole university for their handling of the Nasser incident and how embarrassing the whole thing was. I am like king of criticizing Michigan State despite and, and, all the green and thing is, When I'm writing those articles, you know what? I'm mean, I'm not gonna apologize for it, but when I'm when I'm writing those articles, when I'm making those opinions, it's to those people. Oh, and that's are, fine, but who are not objective. But let's let's I just for the record, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agreed with that part. Your part about like, hey, sit down. You guys lost like you know yeah. three games ago. Like, what are you doing? I agree with that. It's like I, when Michigan fans were chirping us when in years we've gone farther, which have been a lot. Like, shut up. What are you doing? Like, I did not tell that to my friends. I'm like, hey, you oh, know, I'm with you. I'm, like, we're, we're like simpatico on that. Where we uh, sort of deviate mm-hmm. is you had the pearls. You were clutching them. You were you were squeezing them into liquid about. 
Tom Izzo grabbing his players. And I, I don't know if that was frustration, so we can hash that out now. Maybe you were mad about the loss. You were, your fans were getting on your nerves. Are you really bothered by the Tom Izzo thing? Because I'm guessing you didn't say anything about Mark Turgeon and that Maryland thing where he had to be physically restrained. I don't remember Tom Izzo getting ejected because he was being physically restrained from charging an opponent's coach. But that's I, 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 I'll break him now. So the actual incident with Izzo grabbing the player, do, do, do Corey Woods have a problem with it? No. I personally do not have a problem with it because I wasn't the greatest high school athlete, but I've been coached hard. I've been, I've been, I ain't been hit, but I've been, I've been yelled at. I've been, I've been called some names my mom doesn't know about, but I took issue with it for the simple fact that Izzo has to know that this approach doesn't work anymore. And, and it's, and it's, he has to adapt with the times and it's not, it is no fault to his own. It's, I really hate to get on kids, but the newer generation is a lot softer. They're not going to respond to that same type of coaching that once that worked with a Draymond Green, that worked with a, a, a Kayla, you know, a, a Corey what? Lucius or a Kayla Lucius. What about Aaron Henry? Aaron Henry was the one getting yelled at two years ago. How did he do? He's had a pretty good progression trajectory year one to two and, or three. And, and the thing is, Aaron, there is, it's a, a great decline like not in in beating in that toughness it's like it's going off a deep cliff like kids are really becoming soft oh, i agree but those kids don't come to michigan state or if they do they don't last long they're chris allen or garrick sherman and the they thing about off is, when you is the thing is and you're, and you're right about that but when you got that stuff happen like that on tape then you get the media chirping you get all the outside noise coming in that's why i'm like izzo has to know like one this generation of players is softer Two, you can't do that on camera because you get talk like this. You get talk of people going ahead and psychoanalyzing and inserting their opinions. Do it behind. Wait till you get to the locker room. Don't 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 do it. Don't yeah. do it out. Don't do it out there anymore because this generation is different. We're in the cancel culture right now. They were ready to they were ready to cancel them. Me, I was just like, hey. You need to worry about not grabbing your players. You you already you already are in a y'all need to worry about Izzo not grabbing his players because he's already in a bad light. Okay, that's fair. So you weren't tossing and turning, thinking no. about the poor children. No, I'm, I'm more, no, no, no. I'm more so just yeah, like, hey, you gotta read. you gotta worry about your image. Your image is y'all y'all got bigger stuff to worry about right now as opposed to just this. Izzo's Izzo's putting y'all in a bad look right now. Whether it's right or wrong, hey, I don't. I, I personally don't have a problem with. It. If I had a kid and he got into Michigan State, Izzo's there. Hey, take your ass and go play for Izzo. All, all fair. Do me a favor tomorrow. Ask Joey if he wants to retract that I wasn't allowed the root for UCLA that day, <laughs> and, and ask because he doesn't respond to to my chat on your show. But anyway, I, I just that whole thing, the whole Michigan Michigan State thing, like. I honestly find my own fan base more irritating than Michigan's mm-hmm. just for the stuff you're talking about. Everyone is so dishonest. Like you just, I was and look, I've proven wrong, but when Jim Harbaugh was hired at the time with what we knew, a plus hire. Oh yeah. Like hundred teams in the country, 10 NFL teams would have wanted him. He came home. He, he was the guy that at the time of the hire, he was the guy that was like, Oh crap. They're about to be back. Exactly. And I was the one saying that. And I, I don't delete my tweets. They're still up there. It's embarrassing. I wish I had the lack of integrity to go in and, and do some <laughs> editing because it is embarrassing. 
But I, I was saying like national championships plural. But like these people that were like, oh, I'm like no big deal. Jim Harbaugh's no big deal. It's like it just you have to admit with what we know at the time, that's a pretty good hire. Like that they did a good job. And I, you know what? Even though he's underachieved, definitely underachieved. I still think it's a good hire. Oh, with what you knew at the time, I don't know. I mean, you have to beat Ohio State always once. That's a, that's another. He, two he hours, has to. He, he has to. He has to beat Ohio State once. Not letting him off the hook for that. Not letting him off the hook for his record against good teams. But I'm like, oh, I wish I had the tweet, the the, the post right in front of me. But the gist of it was is Michigan fans can be a bit delusional. Michigan was never this 11-12 win team every year. Michigan has always been a 9-10, occasionally will pop out an 11 every so yep. year team. Yep. And I said, granted, when you brought Jim Harbaugh in, his job was to, the idea at the time was national championships, plural. At least what he's done is, I said, outside of getting the occasional every now and then win against Ohio State, he's at least brought the program back to what they always were. And, Nine ten win team maybe I mean and, 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 this and year will be telling because well, this, this, this year autumn yeah. uh, this, this year is this, yeah yeah this year and last year didn't don't really back up that point because that's where I was coming from this last yeah. year aberration I think is going last year was aberration but this year judge them as as is because then they'll be like okay wait a minute that really won the aberration then that was two back to back seasons of turmoil we just gave this guy right extra. And well and honestly yeah. whatever you think of the harbaugh thing that's just yeah. one of uh, many yeah. examples but yeah. you know it's even like when juan howard was hired you know mike filani famously went off on what a terrible hire it was my position was i have no idea if he's going to be good or not he has no experience he might be the best hire that's ever been hired and he might be terrible did you watch that press conference with howard yeah where he teared up yeah i did i did so did you did you notice something because i was there i noticed he cried but is that i don't know what you're referring so to. It was, I know this is probably going off subject, but I was really the only one who asked him what the hell he was going to do. Then the, then the question started to come after because up until that point, everything was just about this whole Fab Five reunion, yeah, how, it, remember that. how it felt to come back. And then I just straight went for the juggler because I remember it clear as that. I say, look, what are you going to do to bring the high level of talent and then attract the all Americans to back to Michigan that John B line wasn't getting. I was the, I was the first person to ask him a basketball question. Soon as I handed the mic, a guy was like, <laughs> did you invoke John Beeline in your question? Did you really say, like, I didn't say John Beeline, but I said from the, you know, previous yeah. coaching, like, what are you going to do to attract those high name oh, all American yeah. coats? That's, that is a good question. That, 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 they, Michigan has not been getting. I don't know what he said, but whatever he said, he's doing well because they have the number one class yeah. in the country. So it's working out. So, all right, let's get to the lighthearted section here. Our speed round, Ben, you can fire it up. I'm looking at our, our desktop background in studio here, Ben. I don't know if something's glitching on you, but uh, if you're ready, Ben, we can start the speed round with Corey. We'll rip it graphic free. Oh, there, are we are we getting it, Ben? Ben's having an aneurysm back. Oh. Here. <laughs> All right, I can't see anything, but I'm gonna wing it, uh, Ben. So if yeah, if we figure it out, no problem. So you know the rules, similar to word association, but a little bit longer. I'm gonna start with the sad one for me. I called your show last week and expressed how sad I am about the Deshaun Watson situation. Mm -hmm. My I. 
guess he's still my favorite player in the NFL. I mean, maybe he'll be uh, cleared of all charges and, and that. But I'm curious for your take on this. The next game Deshaun Watson plays, when do you think he plays again? No deep dive on the case. Just, you know. When, yeah, yeah. Just, just When's he suit up? You know what is interesting? Because... And I've still been kind of doing a lot more research, so, so just just forgive me. I'm just pretty raw on this. Yeah, no problem. Um, I believe, like, the, the league has some kind of policy where they can just go ahead and suspend him just off of being, you know. They can, d- yeah. d- d- Detrimental to the league. So it was like he could get himself, find himself in a Ben Roethlisberger type of suspension, you know, for a couple of games. I don't think he, I don't know if he would get a whole season just yet because, Still kind of early, but I could see him losing, you know, being out about a couple, like maybe about at least, I'm going to say somewhere between four to six games. So you think he plays this year? Because some people don't. I think, I think he, I think there's a chance he could play this year, but I'm probably on the, who with the Texans and everything like that. I'm probably is going to be like on the, some people like to go likely to unlikely. I'm unlikely to likely. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows. And yeah, the story keeps changing, too. It's like it gets worse and worse and worse. So who knows? I'm sad about it. Though. I just Yeah, it's, it. it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation all around. Um, I wish that we, that the, I wish that we all knew more to kind of really have a, have a good feeling about, yeah. about the situation on, on either side. We don't know where to go. Yeah. It's just like we're just sitting here, you know, twirling our thumbs. Because what I said, um, and I've said this before on the show, it seems like, on both sides, it's a lot of mud slinging instead of just, hey, this is what happened. We're just we're just slinging mud, calling each other names. We're not really getting into the meat and potatoes of what actually happened. I just hope we see like some actual evidence. It's still, you know, it's because just, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to defend the guy if he's if this is oh no, is true. no, hope he, hope he never plays again. It's just yeah. a bar. I just love them. Been rooting for him since the Clemson days, and yeah, it sucked. So anyway, what current NBA player current playing right now? Takes the final shot for you. You're, you're coaching the game. Your life depends on it. You can pick anybody on the planet active right now. Damian Lillard. Well, not a bad choice. I mean, he'd be in the top five on any good list, right? Yeah. It's a good choice. Damian Lillard, good choice. The worst thing about sports is? Off season. Yeah, it's just the, the lack of sports. The yeah, down the period. lack of sports. <laughs> that's, 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 that's an interesting spin on that. That's good. That's good. I'm curious for your take on this one. You've gone a little political lately on your show. Donald Trump, your t- what's your take on Donald Trump, the, the four-year presidency in particular? House of Cards-ish. House of Cards-ish? Just in the terms of corruption? I've never watched it. I know the premise. Oh, but. okay. Then I'll, then I'll just be real. Um, I think it was a sideshow. Okay. Whether you yeah. like the guy or not, it was a sideshow. It's definitely a sideshow. For the record, I was 0 for 2 on voting for him, but uh, <laughs> so not not a fan. Okay, you're Detroit sports bodyguard. So you can pick anybody, active, retired, whatever, just that you're walking around, you're at a club, you're super famous, you're Corey Woods, you know, people are bugging you, someone steps to you. You can pick any Detroit athlete, former, current, doesn't matter, as your bodyguard. Who's got your back? Ooh, I'm going Rick Mahorn. Great choice. Even now, even now, yeah, even <laughs> you know, real quick story. Um, I used to intern for the Pistons for the uh, 2007-08 season. A lot of bad memories from not not a lot of bad memories. It was a bad memory to my last day, but neither here nor there. Um, oh, that might be interesting. I don't know how deep you want to get, but I'll, I'll tell you about that. But yeah. um, 
I had, as part of my intern, I had to go do some jobs. I had to get Rick Mahorn's orange popping popcorn every game. Orange popping popcorn was his order? Every game. That's funny. It's, it's like orange pop. It's like a kind of like a random yeah. go to beverage. I mean, it's like, what was it? Uh, Keenan and Kel. Is it Kel that loves or the Who <laughs> loves orange soda? Kel loves yeah. orange soda. It's like the only other guy I know that drinks orange soda that's like above 10 years old. That's <laughs> funny. I, yeah, Rick Mahorn's a great choice. Even now, when you see him like lumbering down the hall, he's just. He, he's a towering, intimidating figure. He's got like the biggest ass I've ever seen. Too. <laughs> like, just like that. Even when he played, it's just, I can't imagine guarding that guy. It's just no. like his clear out. It's just a nightmare. He'd be the worst guy ever to guard. So, okay, we'll finish here. Last one. Does Juwan Howard, the aforementioned Juwan Howard, win a national title at the University of Michigan? Not next year, just ever. Yes. You think so? I think so. Well, he was a one seed very early on with kids that were uh, moderately recruited, not as heavy as the ones he's bringing in. So I think it's a safe bet. We've seen the program get on the doorstep twice in the last decade with sort of a middle-tier recruiting platform. Juwan's recruiting at an elite level by definition. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. I'd like to see it never, ever happen. <laughs> I've had two rough nights where I was uh, boozing a little bit with uh, Villanova and Louisville prior. So, I don't know. But if I had the bet gun to my head, I think he's staying at least five years, and I think that they get it done at some point. I think that I think he gets it done. Um, first off, you got to upgrade your expectations. So as the year went on, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I didn't expect him to win a national title. At one point this season, I expected him to win a national championship, but nobody expected him to win a national championship before the season started. And I think to take them from where they were to the, to where they went, that's damn good in two years. They were supposed to be like sixth in the conference. I mean, yeah. just, like they were getting picked sixth, seventh, even eighth. I saw one, one of us in the conference. So it's like he did an unbelievable job. Now, what I'm hoping is I'm just hoping that he didn't peak too early. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's such a thing. That recruiting class looks pretty but, but sexy. Saying that, that, but I'm like, saying he, it looks it looks good. So hopefully um, I'm, I'm – I don't want to give any predictions, but I think he gets it. I don't want to give a year a year prediction on when he's going to get it yeah. done. But I, I think that he gets it done before before he dips out. I don't think that – I don't know if he's going to be one of those Coach K-type guys who stays there forever. But I think that he would like to get a – I think that he would like to or he will try his damnness to get a national championship before he leaves the program. And and not just out of love for the program, but it sort of closes that circle where yeah, they, that, they, they really should have won that UNC national title. Yeah. His sophomore year, they really, they were the better team and just didn't get it done. But yeah, I, I agree. But if any NBA team is interested in Juwan Howard, I highly recommend him. He's, uh, <laughs> it, he's very good. So please take him out of the state. And so I don't have to worry about him ever again. The guys, I never thought I'd see Michigan be pulling these type of recruits. It's like, fuck. I, I think that, I think also too, I think that he would stay for a while just because they just keep on doing pretty good under him and getting these recruits. He's going to have ultimate job security. Oh yeah. He's not. Going <laughs> so yeah. it's, yeah. he would have to literally leave. He's done more than Jim Harbaugh's ever done. Oh and, you yeah. You know, won a conference, something Harbaugh's ever done. And you know, Harbaugh's not getting fired. Yeah. He got so. Extended. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Juwan Howard is about as safe as you can be. Well, dude, you did a great job. I, you know, we, we framed it as a boxing match. You punched, punch back. Uh, you know, you did great, man. I mean, I'm glad that you didn't call me any names, which is good. Oh, no, it's, it's, I only only call the names when it's just like it gets like 
super nonsensical. Like, what the hell are we doing here? We try. We try to keep it somewhat on point. I mean, for the record, we just we flat out disagree. I mean, even oh, after, yeah. I, we've we had very little common ground. But you know, we'll see. I just I don't have the optimism that you do. And this is one of those cases. Like, look, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. Hope and the thing right. is, I could be wrong. It could be blind optimism. I could just be like, you know what? In two or three seasons, or even heck, this season, you'd be like, dude, you remember what you said? Yeah, I did. I don't run away from what I said. I stand, I stand on the ground and I stand behind it. But again, I really hate to be the, it feels different guy, but I can honestly just say, I can look at this new process and be like, all right, I can at least sink my teeth into it. Hope you're right. I am dubious. So I, I'm guessing, because I know you guys bounce all over the place and you were covering for other people. Are you on at eight o'clock tomorrow? Yes. It's normally scheduled. So if you don't watch this guy, you should. He's awesome. Woodward Sports Network, digital. There, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. Twitter. I don't use Twitch. I don't know what that is. But (laughs) they're on Twitch, too. So uh, check them out. You're 8 to 10, Monday through Friday. You guys bounce around a little bit. We've had uh, really, I mean, if you include McCarty, we've had four of you guys in now. Yeah, so got to include McCarty. Yeah, I mean, well, he wasn't with you guys at the time. Okay. I mean, maybe that's why was, he's kind of like, eh. He wasn't uh, joining you yet but uh, when he had been on. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, having had uh, a third of a dozen of you in here, um, I, I like what at least some of you are doing over there. <laughs> so I definitely recommend people check you out. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked watching you. And even when we disagree, you know, I, I like when you bring it. I think I messaged you pretty early on when you took over the slot there, just saying, like, hey, man, keep it up. Like, if anything, show a little more. You got so much to offer. And it's and been this fun is, watching and this is you. My, and this is my – I've never – before getting there, I've always uh, writing my articles and be on social media. I've never been on the mic or had to find know how to speak into a mic or find the camera before getting there. So I, I love Wilbur Sports for um Wilbur Sports and uh, Chad for uh, and Stick and um Sam and uh and um Adam for taking a taking a chance on me. Well, I, I'm happy they did too because I'm a big fan. Everyone knows uh, Adam is is number one in my heart over there, <laughs> and and he cannot be supplanted. But uh, you, you're my number two comfortably. So, and, <laughs> all right, so I'll, we'll, I'll take number yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I really like watching you and what you're doing over there. So, uh, yeah, keep up the great work, everyone. Check him out. Uh, we have been a very consistent, steady stream of great content. I have loved our guests this year. They have been awesome. So thank you to everybody watching. Uh, we are growing, too, just like they are in their quaint little studio in Birmingham. You know, not anything like the palace we're in here. Maybe I have those reversed. I don't know. I think you oh, guys man, I love our studio. Man, you guys got to come whenever you come down to um, Birmingham. Our studio is, yeah, I, I love your setup here, but, hey, I love home. <laughs> Nothing beats home. Well, your home's a little bigger than mine. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine is like I got my kids running around in the background. This is the nature of a basement. They we're like the Wayne's World of Detroit sports shows here. <laughs> but uh, there's something to be said for my commute to to the show. It's very short. I walk downstairs. So yeah, I got you. That's the one metric. You got, I got you got. You. Okay, you got me on. You got me there. But yeah. you know what? Once I once I um you know go ahead and. Get get my um bag. I'm gonna go ahead and move into Birmingham too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't blame you one bit. Birmingham, that's a great stopping ground. So they had Corey Woods, Woodward Sports Network. Thank you for joining us, man. It was a, a cleaner fight than I thought. I was ready. Ben was like, you know, screaming expletives to get me fired up in the corner right before you arrived. <laughs> I had a towel over my shoulder. I was ready to go. Are you? And- I, I I was ready. To, I was like I said. I was gonna come in. I was I wasn't going back down. I was gonna hold my ground and, and state my opinions and just hold tight. But 
I ain't got to get dirty. I can just come in here and make my point. Clean fight. Clean fight. No <laughs> elbows, no kidney punches. So will you be back? That's the question I always ask. Did I terrify you? Did I petrify you? Did I, did I smell bad? Uh, as you, I always, as I always tell everybody, I cannot go where I'm not invited. Oh, you're always welcome. So, so when, I'm, when the invite is extended, I'll be back. Love it. Love it. Hopefully we'll get a quicker turnaround than four months. <laughs> you, you, were, you were in high demand. All right. Corey Woods, Woodward Sports Network. Thank you to our producer, Ben Augusta. I always say Ben and Eric Williamson at home in his boxers on his couch. They do about 97.3% of the work. I just sit here and like yell at people across from me. So, uh, you know, love them for all that they're doing. Love our audience. Uh, You guys have just been great. We are in a linear growth here, which we really appreciate. Uh, You know, every show uh, for the most part has been bigger than the one before in terms of the the spread and the viewership. And occasionally you get the the Michael Stone, Andy Isaac that does like 70,000 out of nowhere, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're, we're on a good uh, trajectory and that's, that's all you guys. So thank you to you. And I will keep boring you and talking and whining about all Detroit sports teams until things get better. No promises that's coming anytime soon. <laughs> this has been the Spiro Avenue show. Thank you again to Corey Woods. We'll see you tomorrow. Man.